Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. If you want people to like be able to tell you things, you have to not be scared of it. You have to be, if anything, like super open to people telling you like, you know what, like you can do this differently. And it's not like saying like you're ugly or you're stupid or anything. If anything, people telling you, like giving you feedback is compliment to how much they love you and, and how much they want you to do better. Three, two, one. My name is Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hey, this is Adam Marks. I'm a tech founder, writer, and consultant. And I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about three and a half years now. Esprit does a phenomenal job spotlighting female entrepreneurs from all over the world. And one thing I love about the show is listening to their stories and how they've built their companies and organizations. We should always be pushing for representation and equality every time we go into the boardroom, every time we look for co-founders, every time we look to hire employees for our companies. So support representation and equality, support the Women in Tech podcast, follow me at AdamMarks13 on Twitter and on LinkedIn, and remember to always look for the orange sunglasses. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. This is going to be a little bit unusual, a personal spot, but I've been really working on triggers. So I don't know if you've heard the term triggers before, but it's interesting when we find ourselves, when I find myself getting flustered over something or, or feeling very like immediately afraid or jolted or angry or frustrated or whatever the emotion may be, instead of just thinking that the situation at hand, like I guess what we try to do as humans, I know what I do is I end up perceiving that situation as though that situation is doing something wrong, right? But actually, those emotions are indicators that something is going on on a deeper level. And this affects our team management. It affects how we communicate with our peers, how we communicate with others, how we show up to business deals. Like, it really affects stuff. So it's important for me, for us, to take a moment when we have one of those triggers and really reflect where is this truly coming from? Like what's truly happening? What's truly upsetting me right now and 
causing the creation of this perception? And how can I resolve the core of it in order to show up in a light, abundant, magnetic way in order to do the business and do the deals that I want to do, that we want to do? And so that's just something I've been reflecting on a lot and doing my best to take ownership of, of when I'm freaking out and let the person that, that I'm dealing with know, like, hey, like, this is why I'm showing up this way. Like, it, it takes a little bit to be vulnerable, but I just choose to live my life that way and just say, hey, I'm showing up this way because of this, this, and this, and I really appreciate your understanding. And sometimes the situation in hand isn't as bad as we seem and no one's trying to hurt us. And sometimes, yeah, the, we need to get a certain situation out of our lives. But it's important to understand our own truths so that we are in control and we can do something about it. Anyway, I hope that helps you a little bit. Enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest coming at us from Paris, France. Welcome, Erica. Hey, so glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks so, for the invitation. You got it. So you're living in France, but you're not French, right? Or are you French? I am not. And I, I may sound French, but <laughs> actually I'm from the Dominican Republic and my mother tongue is Spanish. I was born and raised there. And the funny thing is like, I have an accent that changes depending on whatever language I was speaking before. So uh, sometimes I don't even know what language I'm speaking. <laughs> so let me know if I'm speaking English right now. <laughs> and to kick things off, go ahead and share with us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I, well, what am I? <laughs> what am I? Um, I, uh, I work at a company called OnDeck and we are a modern educational institution building programs for people who want to start new ideas, new uh, projects, become a creator or um, the next step in their careers. I'm leading international expansion. So I was a person who launched this in Europe last year and now launching new markets for us. So it's super exciting. Amazing. And Eric and I actually have a secret for everybody listening is we actually had the whole interview already and we're doing this introduction <laughs> last. So we've been having the most magical, meaningful conversation for an hour and it's been extraordinary. And you're about to tune in and hear that conversation we just had right now. So enjoy. You're in for treats. <laughs> So usually the interviews are a lot different, but we just decided to share a candid <laughs> conversation, which to be honest, I feel is very energizing and enjoyable. And I, I love it. Since we're on that path, you and I shared this experience and I actually was faced with a challenging life philosophy because of it. This life experience made me really like forcefully reflect on public achievements versus inner achievements oh, yeah. and the um, significance or lack of significance in both. And like what I mean by that, and this was like, and has been such an uncomfortable process for me. I feel it forced me to reflect heart and I wasn't like necessarily ready. I'm like, wait, what? Because we have the digital economy today elevates likes, follows, public status. However, yeah. I see peers who were 
top of YouTube who all of a sudden get canceled for some reason, or Mm -hmm. they have a zillion followers on Vine and then Vine doesn't exist anymore. Or like, you know, there's just this turbulent relationship with digital achievements and public facing achievements. And it really made me reflect on our digital slash public achievements actually achieving what is the end goal for all of us as humans. And I know this is like far out there, but I love it. (laughs) Okay. What I you're speaking my language. Okay. Okay. Thank goodness. What's the word derived? What I came to after reflecting on this for a strenuous few weeks, like a resistant, filled, annoyed, confused, conflicted few weeks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was success is actually for everyone, like a hundred percent of humans. Success is actually living in a state of inner calm as often as possible. And what that means, it's not even achieving this word. I don't always like the word happiness because I think happiness is so abstract and I don't feel like you attain happiness. I feel it's within us at all times. And that's why it's so important to me to proactively aim to live in a state of high frequency now. And these are only things that came to me recently. And I'll explain what that means as well. Okay. Shit's going to happen. Stuff's going to go wrong. Tragic things in our personal life, loss of public status, gaining a public set, whatever, right? Mm. As long as we find the grounding to live in a state of inner calm, no matter what the outwardly situation, we'll always be fine. That to me has become, or at least I'm training myself, actual success. Because think about like iconic companies, Kodak, no more, right? Mm -hmm. Like There's just only so much we have control over. And there's so many different journeys we're going to outwardly live. But the thing that could remain constant as much as possible with like meditation and good nutrition. And I know these things sound so boring, but like sleep, like, you know, um, sleep, the boring things with inner calm, we're embodied success. I know I sound so hokey right now. I sound so Pisces. No, you do not at all. I don't. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I have so many thoughts about what you just said. One thing is what that sounds to me, the follower thing and the fame thing, it sounds like that's what happens when you put your self-worth into something that is external and not Mm. within. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, Yes. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Then when you said, you know, it's not about happiness, I totally agree because, you know, it's like that Pixar movie Inside Out. Where, I haven't seen it. You know, oh, you haven't seen it. But basically you have like this inside machi- machinery where inside a person you have like happiness and you have like this control board. And yeah. then on the one hand, there's like happiness, like bringing happy feelings. And then the sadness, like just, you know, bringing the sad moments and, yeah. then, and then the fear and anger and like all the emotions. Yeah. And at some point, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the, you know, the whole plot, but it was something like, they said, why don't we get rid of sadness? Why don't we get rid of, you know, this, you're, you're such a downer, like, let's get rid yeah. of you. But then when they got rid of those emotions, you know, they realized that that's what makes life complete and rounded mm. and, and that those 
like feeling of sadness is important when you've reached the end of a cycle, when you're mourning a loss, like you mm-hmm. need those emotions. Those are important too. And it's not all about happiness is really being present with every emotion. And mm-hmm. to your point about notoriety, and this is something I've experienced in my life in at various points. Like I remember in one job that I had, I once received a promotion and the promotion came with a big title, but didn't really change internally. Like my seniority in the company was just like mm-hmm. the title looked fancy. And I remember all of a sudden I became somebody to a lot of people and a lot of people reached out to me and like a lot of people paid attention to me and, and those people wouldn't, you know, give me the time of day before. Mm-hmm. And, and that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. That really, really bothered me because I was like, I'm the same person. And, mm-hmm. and now I, all of a sudden I matter to you because I have this title. And th- that's something actually I, I'm quoting myself. I'm one of those people now. <laughs> but I tweeted it recently and I'm very proud of that tweet. It's one of the most liberating things I've done in my life is to stop waiting for other people to spot my talent or recognize my potential. Mm. Um, just being your own cheerleader is, it's, is important. <sighs> so hard. It's really hard. And that goes both ways. It goes also in the, in the sense that I used to get not offended. I wouldn't like go to that extent, but I did get annoyed when I would get, you know, inbound job offers that I thought were below my pay grade or below me. And I would be like, oh, come on, how are you offering me? Like, I'm just, you know, paraphrasing, but like, why are you offering me this internship position? Like I'm a senior person, like, you know, like that type of thing. And now it's like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like if they don't see you, it doesn't matter because I know, I know my worth and, mm-hmm. and I'll just keep going until, until I get what I want. And like, it's, it's not for other people to, to see it or to value me. And one thing I'm trying to figure out because we're having the real conversation, right? It's like, yeah. one of the things is like, it's easy to share life lessons once you figured it out. Like, oh, that's in yeah. the past. Like I figured it out. Like my, my value is not outside of me. It's like, it's not external. It's internal. Yeah. Sure. Fine. But one thing I'm trying to figure out right now, is like all these things that are happening to me, how do I get ahead of it? How do I feel like this isn't happening to me? You know, what do I want out of this? What do I get out of this? But at the same time, trusting the process that I don't know what I'm going to end up doing in like two years or three, like nobody knows, but yeah. I'm trusting the process. I think even transferring the word to you instead to the word for you, this is happening for me. Yeah, that's great reframing. Yeah. Absolutely. I learned this word by one of our podcast guests, pronoia. I think I may have shared that with you, but it's- No, I have never heard it. No, it's the opposite of paranoia. It means everything's happening in your favor. So even like if your car breaks down on the side of the street, maybe it's because you are meant to walk to the local, you know, shop and that's where you meet your future partner. Who knows, you know, but it's like, everything is happening for you. And it's hard to believe some Mm. things. Yeah. Even in the face of tragedy, I'll share something very personal. Like four years ago, I mean, we've been sharing nothing but personal stuff, but (laughs) it's like another level. And it's a very sad story. Like four years ago, well, sad and happy. And I'll explain why. But four years ago, I was in the Dominican Republic visiting my family and my dad, somebody tried to rob my dad and shot him, but he didn't die. He... (sighs) was insanely lucky that the bullet went inside his body, came out and didn't touch a bone or anything. Like he was 
in and out of the hospital almost as soon as they removed the bullet fragments, you know, and I was there when it happened. I was the one who found him. And I was, you know, just that moment of like not knowing if your dad is like literally dying in front of you. It was the worst thing that has ever happened to me. But at the same time, you know, it brought us so much closer together. I've never had a close relationship with my dad up until that point where I almost lost him. Right. And the year after I got married and, you know, by the way, this is like, I think the first time I've been able to tell that story without like Mm. just breaking down and crying. Cause it's, it's really, you know, my dad was able to attend my wedding and, you know, that was so special. Like he could have just not been there. And so every moment now that I spend with him and even more now, you know, living abroad and, and not being close it has just totally changed our family dynamics and for the better, right? So do I want to go back to that moment and, and have relive it and happen again? Absolutely not. But has our life been improved as a consequence? You know, I think for everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So interesting. Thank you for sharing that. It's so yeah. crazy. So I've been doing this podcast for started producing it in 2014. So what is that? Six, seven years, like seven years Mm -hmm. I've been doing this podcast. And for the most part, it's been the same style of interview, like all the time. And I've been reflecting on that lately. Where do I want it to move into? Do I want it to change or anything? I don't know. What I do know is how we're showing up right now feels so connective. Yeah. That's such a random thing, but I guess not random for me (laughs) because like, imagine I'm producing like so many episodes all the time to feel that super connective energy. I'm like, that's the point. Like, it doesn't matter the format of the show. It just matters that all elements from you and I to everyone listening to just that it's connective, that it's real and connective and all that. I sound so Pisces today. I am a Pisces, you know that, right? (laughs) Oh, so that's why I forgot. So that's how we could get on that level. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% that. You're like, I'm eating up. Okay. (laughs) Okay, amazing. I think I'm going to share something I feel really uncomfortable to share. And, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I don't know even if there's a point to it, but I've struggled with the, I'm not enough. What's wrong with me? I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? And I'm like, Esprit, some things are out of your control. I have nothing to do with you. This is that resistance. This is that on a very big level. I'm so grateful. I don't know if the right word is like for the confusion or for the, you know, because it seriously forced me to think about what do I value in life? Like what's important to me? Like when I'm dying, what will I look back and feel good about? Certainly not the number of followers, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) But it's tough. Remember at the beginning, before we started recording, I was like, there's two things on my mind that Mm -hmm. are causing me a lot of frustration. And this is one of them. And I have theories and I have both, but I have no idea why. Yeah. I know within my gut, I didn't do anything, but like emotionally, I don't know. And then I was listening to this podcast. Who was it? It was this podcast. Ah, yes. It was Reply All. It's an amazing podcast. I love it. Yeah. Did you listen to the, what's it? Bon Appetit magazine episode? No, I haven't listened to it recently. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
there's this Bon Appetit magazine apparently had this whole scandal. Some people said that their seniors would let them go, but not give them a reason. And so it left a lot of these people feeling there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with my cooking skills that I must not da da da. And then after they'd gone on in their career and they were incredibly seasoned, they realized it wasn't actually them. It was just politics or things outside of their control. That's the thing that there's going to be a lot of professional, what a weird word, professional elements outside of our control that just happen the way that they happen. There's nothing you could do about it. But like you said before, if you place your self-worth on those things, that's what starts to create the pain. And hundred percent, I've been placing my self-worth on that. And I've been having a really, really, really hard time just being like, this has nothing to do with me. I am worth it. I'm just being super real. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like and I was in the same headspace as you probably not, not with regards to the same, obviously we have different yeah. situations, but with another situation last month. And I was like, I can't stop. Like, I didn't recognize myself. Like, this is not me. I'm I'm just like complaining and, and feeling negativity and just, yeah. I didn't recognize myself. And I think that those are phases that we all go through at some point. And you mentioned that earlier, like you're giving me the wisdom and I, I'm just giving it back to you. <laughs> you said, live your life at pronoia. To that, I would add, you know, like everything that's happening to you is for a good reason. And I would, mm -hmm. I would add to that. This is not mine either. Is um, Kat Cole who tweeted, assume good intentions always. And oh, I think that really, like, do you really, really, truly a hundred percent? Like, I feel like, to I feel fault. like, a, yeah, I really, I feel like a resistance when you say that. I feel like, mm. come on, in this world especially I'm in LA. <laughs> <laughs> I a hundred percent feel you. And honestly, you'll think that this girl isn't for real, but for example, yeah, like, tell me. and I'm sure you do this too, because you're amazing. But every single person that reaches out to me, I will reply. I probably won't be able to do this forever, but like, I don't reply just like, well, sometimes I do like just a quick message, but sometimes, for example, if somebody says, Hey, do you want to do this event with me? I'm doing something that has nothing to do with me, like real estate. Yeah, I will be like, you know what? That's a great career pivot that you're doing. Like, that's amazing. I will, I literally write this to the person like, but thank you for inviting me. But I, I'm not like, I can't do that. It's not a topic I'm interested in. Like right. I'm genuinely, and I can't help myself. Um, you know, you tell me like, you're so nice to me. It's, I'm nice to, I think to a fault. And I assume good intention to a fault. And my husband is like frustrated with me sometimes to no end. He's like, really the paperwork redouble and like I've actually lost in the past sometimes because I trust people too much I tell him like I would rather lose than live my life just thinking that mistrusting people that does just a feeling that I'm not I'm, I don't huh. I'm not comfortable with you know wow I need to sit with that for a second I'd rather lose than live a life not trusting people Okay, I'm going to share something real quick because I want to get into this. So when I raised money with my action sports company, one of the investors on the team said, I know your life is going to be harder because you're so nice. Like you lead with mm. kindness. Yeah. He's like, but trust me, it's worth it. And yes. it's something I've actually struggled with because I do feel 
jostled about on my journey because I'm constantly leading with heart. So can you share more like how, even though you've had unfortunate situations too, you can still hold on to that ideology and like not let it take from that energy? Like how, how are you able to have that resiliency? I think that one of the things that Okay. So I'm a Pisces, right? We've already established that. (laughs) Super Pisces conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things that that comes with, I think is the the empathy and, you know, people who do things like they always think they're doing the right thing. Like, I don't think that there's anybody in this world that does something thinking, Oh, I'm such an evil person. I'm just going to screw this person over. No, like like really though, Erica, everybody has a justification to themselves for what they do. I mean, obviously there's people who have no excuse for themselves and for their behavior and need to do better, of course. But I'm saying like in most situations in life, people have, like, I'm not saying they have good intentions, but they act in a way that seems in accordance with their own values and their own internal moral compass. Mm -hmm. I I can get behind that perspective. I'm not really like, I'm not really sure where I'm going with this myself, but for example, like one of the things like, like when you were saying earlier that came to mind also was you don't have to vibe with everybody. You don't have to do business with everybody. And by the way, that, that thing that I said, like assume good intentions, that doesn't mean like I can get on anybody's vibe. Like some people, like I was just on a call today with somebody and I was like, I am not feeling these people and I could not end that call fast enough. I was just yeah. like clearly wasting everybody's time yeah. here. So let's just get over with the formalities and hang up. That's for sure. And for example, when I quit my previous job, one of the careers I considered was going into venture capital and investing. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to, and because we're being like super honest about stuff, but like I spoke to somebody who was a headhunter for, yeah. for VC firms. Yeah. And when I talked to her, this person told me in some other words, but basically what she said was that I was too nice. Mm. And she said, you know, your attitude, your whole vibe and who you are, like the venture capital industry needs that. And I think that is the future. Like it's very, today is very male, very masculine energy. But today, if you really want to get a job in a VC firm, you're going to have to be more assertive, less ah. nice, more aggressive, because you need to convince them that you will be able to close deals. You know, <laughs> what's funny about that is that today I'm able to invest tiny tickets in so many companies that take my little money just because they want me in their cap table, because mm-hmm. they want me to be involved and they want to they want me to help them, right? And so yeah. I am already negotiating. It just doesn't look the way that you think it should look, right? And the funny part was that that person wasn't like, you should change. She was like, I'm with you and I see your value and I think you're amazing, but I don't think the industry will see it. Yeah. Right? And that was such a hard thing for me to hear, you know? That was so hard. And I was like, because in my head, my next career move was going, like becoming a venture capitalist. But then I was like, you know what? F that. Like, I don't know if we can curse in this podcast. Yeah, do it. Do it. I was like, fuck that part of my French. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and moved on to something else. But yeah, I don't know. That was a lot of like going around in circles. But basically for me, the biggest takeaways was 
assume good intentions and people are most likely not out to get you. They're just too wrapped up in their own world, mm-hmm. thinking about their own problems to even consider what the other person is going through. And the second thing is you don't have to work with everybody. It doesn't have to work out with everybody. Like that's a book that I'm actually reading right now, The Courage to be Disliked. Wow. I've never even heard of that book, The Courage to be Disliked. Yeah. It's a kind of philosophic book and I'm reading in the beginning, but what I'm hoping to get out of it is something I was thinking about earlier this year is that, you know, I love working on myself. I love like getting better as a person, but I am so afraid of criticism. Like not that I, mm. like I will take it badly. If you, if you give me feedback, I will take it well, but I am just so afraid mm-hmm. that like, I'm not good enough, that I'm not lovable, that I, it's just, and, and I'm thinking, well, if you want to get better, if you want people to like be able to tell you things, you have to not be scared of it. You have to be, if anything, like super open to people yeah. telling you like, you know what, like you can do this differently. And it's not like saying like, you're ugly or you're stupid or anything. If anything, people telling you, like giving you feedback is compliment to how much they love you and, and how much they want you to do better. That's such a Pisces thing to say. <laughs> it is a Pisces thing. I, you and I do speak entirely the same language. This has been like amazing. I know. This was exactly the conversation I needed this week, honestly, oh that I didn't know I needed, but I needed so bad. I think the last thing I'll share is just so there's, I want to say the word definition, but that's the wrong word. There's an explanation to some words that I used was when I shared or have been sharing that I'm aiming to live in a high frequency state versus low frequency. What that means to me is in low frequency, I'm tired, I'm lethargic, I'm maybe whining. I have more of a, like a negative thought cycle, might be eating junk food, not sleeping. And when I'm in a high frequency state, I think a high frequency state would assume everybody has a good attention, would be open, working out, eating well. But really, I think a a huge indicator is this victim mindset or an abundance mindset, because in a low frequency state, I would probably be like, why did that happen? Why me? Like, And in a high frequency state, I take a breath and I'd probably have meditated and I'd be like, And I probably come from a place of compassion and pause and share, I understand you, I hear you, and and still communicate myself, whatever needs to be communicated, but not from a victim point of view, rather than like a sharing point of view and it leading with Mm -hmm. compassion. The outcome of this is actually extraordinarily selfish, is I enjoy my body and my mind more day to day. Like I don't really enjoy whining and like feeling like a victim and like being tired and burnt out. Like I enjoy feeling light and vibrant and giving love and making people feel the way you've made me feel, you know, like, mm-hmm. so yeah, my, my 2021 core intention every single day is to self-monitor. Am I living in a state of low frequency or high frequency? And if I'm in low frequency, what steps do I want to take to, you know, get back onto high frequency? And I think it's as simple yeah. as that is just having an intention. Like last night when I'm like, I want to be closer to a higher frequency state when talking to Erica, I'm like, what can I do? I can go to sleep. I turned off the computers. I left my phone in my office rather than taking it to bed. It's not like this huge 
go out to India and have like yeah. <laughs> a two week meditation to find high frequency. It's just yeah, exactly. grabbing some Z's sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And right back at you, by the way, like I would say one of the tricky things is that you don't really know what effect you have on people because you're not around me when I'm with other people. Right. So you don't know what it's like when I'm with others, but this conversation has also been like super, I've been so stressed out this week, not even like because I'm afraid of anything happening or like anything is at stake for me personally, just like there's so much going on, like I'm on all the time. And so this conversation has been inspiring, has been soothing, it has been real, it has been funny. And and it has been like so many things that like, I just feel great. You know, I, I've, oh. it's the end of the day for me, it's 7 p.m. in Paris oh, currently. I forgot. <laughs> and I've, no, it's fine. I feel, I feel like so energized right now. Like, I, you know, it's so cool. In a good way, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you and I follow the same, I think moral compass is the wrong word to use, kind of like worldview. And that I'm, you know, slightly jostled. And I feel like you showing me an example of what it looks like. Esprit, it's here's how I feel. I feel like you reached out your hand through the virtual screen, said, Esprit, let me bring you to a place where you too can see the world as having the best intention. I'm like, oh, thanks for the hand. I lost my path for a second. Thank you. Like, you know, it, it's just, I feel like I'm leaving that silly saying, leave people better than you found them. I feel, I feel like I'm <laughs> I feel leaving. Like that's like, something you see in the, in the toilets. Like, <laughs> Like, totally. Like, leave, it, leave it cleaner than you found it. <laughs> That's so funny. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm leaving like closer to my core authentic self. It's mm -hmm. actual me. Like you're just reminding me uh, who I am at the core. And I got distracted by ego and dismay and, you know, but at the core, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I love yeah. that you said, even though people, even though sometimes you've been let down by people, you haven't let that change the philosophy and the core being of who you are. Oh my gosh. That like, <laughs> I was like, that's possible. Like that's, oh, and another thing I wanted to bring up is when you were talking about the recruiter, the thing that came up for me right away was that person could be wrong. Maybe that's exactly but that unfortunately, because of our how we get in our own way sometimes, mm. it seems like at that point in your life, that person who said that you took his gospel and you're like, ah. Well, actually, it, it's more complicated than that because what I would say is that that person made me realize because like my typical answer is like my whole life I've been knocking yeah. on doors and walking in places where I wasn't invited. Like, that's my thing. Like, I just show up and I get in the door and I show right. up to the party. I don't know anybody. And like, less than you know, I'm the one putting the music. I'm the DJ yeah. and like in the middle of the dance. <laughs> like, that's the story of my life. But when this person told me that, I realized that, like, I didn't want to be part of that world. Like, just not, not because, like, I could have, like, said, I could have had the reaction of, like, actually, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to go yeah. for it. I'm going to get the job or I'm even worse. Like, I'm going to raise my own fund and like, just do my thing. You know, like I could have gone that way, but it just yeah. really made me realize like, actually I was holding on to that because it seemed like the logical next step in my career, but not because it was what I actually wanted. And I never really questioned that. That happened to me. I was like, huh, do I really want this? Actually, I don't, you know? Mm, pronoia. Yeah. Pronoia. I love this new term. <laughs> 
it's, use I it. feel like pronoia can be like a, like for lack of a better word, like a religion. Like it's like, I feel like it could be like a way of constantly showing up, like you said, and it's what I'm, you know, like really pushing myself to explore right now is the situation that we talked about and how I feel so not enough over it. Instead, I hope for myself that I find my way to pronoia and understand that this is all happening to benefit me and I just don't know how and it's okay. There's nothing wrong in what is happening. I don't have to feel a victim. Yeah. I authentically at this moment, like I do feel a victim and I would like to get out of the victim space and into a high frequency space. Yeah. I totally feel you on that one. How can people connect with you? So people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica Batista. So like my name, E-R-I-K-A-B-A-T-I-S-T-A. And on Clubhouse, I'm just at Erica. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Uh, This has just been amazing. It's been amazing to connect with you. It's been amazing to feel celebrated by you. I genuinely feel extraordinary, lucky, and abundant that I have the privilege of having you in my ether, in my energy zone. So just thank you. Thank you for investing in me and in the community. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, my name is Erica. I work at OnDeck and I am leading international expansion. We are building education programs for creators and founders and people who want to get to the next level in their careers. I'm based in Paris and France and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.